As a Papuan Australian woman, I acknowledge that I am a settler on this land that I live, work and create on. I acknowledge there are ongoing native title cases on this land today due to the impacts of colonisation and I want to pay my respects to the many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples of this country and to their elders past, present and emerging. Listeners, thanks for tuning into part two of my conversation with Osana and Joella. Let's dive straight in. Um, yeah, yeah. I think one of the exciting things about the ACE project is that um, we've tried to be really conscious about being able to give our core team um, the opportunity to engage with APT in lots of different ways. Um, and what we've learnt about the core team that we engage with is that all of you wear multiple hats in the community and you have so many diverse skills, um, which meant that we saw you not just through ACE but through other community partners that we engaged with as well. And I want to ask you both a question that I've asked other people in previous podcasts, but I'll shift it a little bit. Um, You've both been able to engage on different events um, in different ways. And I was wondering what is one of the most surprising lessons um, that you've learnt, or maybe it's um, an event that's just really stuck in your mind um, that involved the ACE group or maybe it was through APT um, because obviously this is a learning project but um, sometimes the lessons that stay with us are the ones that surprise us the most so it might take a little bit of time to um, find your answer but uh, what is or a couple or just one of the um, most surprising lessons that you've um, had during this process yeah yeah one, for example, one particular memory that I think of, which is a which is a positive memory, is when we took the um, we were taking a group through Air Canoe upstairs, and it was the first time that we had taken this one lady who both you know Irie Chow um, through the Air Canoe exhibition, and for the first time she saw um, the labels in language. So we wanted to make sure that some of the labels and didactics were translated um, into the first language of the artist that that didactic was related to. And when Irie saw the label um, from her family's language, she just burst into tears. And, you know, Irie, Irie's a very chatty person. And so <laughs> everyone walked around the exhibition and then we all came and we sat down and uh, Ruha and I were, you know, wanting to get people's reflections, like what was your experience, tell us what you felt. And Irie was speechless. She just, she couldn't um, speak because she was so overwhelmed. Um, and then a few weeks later, we went back through Air Canoe and Irie brought her mum and she was so excited to bring her mum. And her mum walks straight past the labels in language and goes to the wall of Uros, <laughs> the skirt, and she sees the colourful skirt and she's actually wearing her own Uros as well. And she sees the skirt and then she just screams in excitement and she just starts dancing. Her and Irie just start dancing out the front of the um, Uros and that's, um, that's a memory that's stuck with me. Mm. Um, because it, the objects and the labels weren't just labels and objects. They had life at that point. Well, you chose the best one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was, um, I think 
because I was there for Aries one when she started crying. I, Cause I was like legit almost in the crisis. <laughs> um, but no, I do remember um, finding out that, you know, this was the first time that the gallery had ever um, incorporated Pacific languages um, in like, I, I don't know what the, the um, technical word, for it is but the words next to the artwork that's the first time that they've incorporated specific languages and I was so shocked to be um, part of the team that did that um, because language means so much to to our people and it's another tie that we have to our home um, and like for me as somebody who's not fluent in my language like it meant so much to see it in Australia on some like you know wall in a gallery um, and then seeing Irie's reaction to when she saw her own language um, chookies on like the wall as well and her like bawling her eyes because, you know, Samoan language is, I, I think um, there's a lot more Samoans here than there are like chookies people. So her language being like an, an even mine, what's the word? <laughs> it's like a minority within our um, Pacific languages. Like that's just amazing to see. Um, so I think, yeah, that was probably the, the biggest surprise is knowing that we sort of broke a record in doing that. Like, that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's probably the, the thing that I'll always take away from this project. Um, yeah, because that's, I think, an amazing accomplishment. And I guess a surprising or a lesson out of that is that it's possible, you know, um, and... Yeah, yeah, that that it's possible, and that in some small way we did something that amazing and accomplished such, um, yeah, a great thing, such a great thing. Um, yeah, I guess that's yeah that that one might be really personal, but I think growing up and stuff, and um, with that like, coming from the cultures that I do. I always grew up in thinking, you know, there were, there were two worlds and I had my world. Um, and then there was like the mainstream world, obviously. And so whenever those two can be brought together in new ways, like what we're doing through and what the ACE project is doing, it's, I guess, sometimes surreal. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I think that was a really big thing for me, just knowing that it could happen and that we have the power to do those things. And, you know, if this is what we can do right now, then um, I guess now we just have to imagine the things that we can continue to do, the bigger and, and even greater things that we can do. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's about all the things that can happen now that just the first steps have been taken. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess, kind of a, a similar question. Um, um, what is something about community engagement that you've learnt that you didn't know about before? Um, I reckon it's hard to think about, like, something you didn't know before, hey. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, like, something that, like, even if you want to think of it, about it as, like, something that you um, was emphasised even more like in the project as opposed to like something yeah. you didn't know about yeah yeah because yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of that too yeah I think for me the, the first thing and this might be a really little thing but um just off of that like something that was emphasized more is that um it's okay to request like our own time and space 
um, as Pacifica people and come from Pacifica communities like that going into um, relationships like with institutions that want to engage and um, do meaningful community engagement like it's okay to um, yeah it's okay to go forth into those relationships um, without changing the values of what we have as Pacifica people and Pacific, coming from Pacifica communities and that kind of thing. Like um, I, something that's coming to me is like when we talk about time and how you're talking about before, like running on Islander time and, and stuff like that, and we laugh about that and stuff. Um, but I think there's something really special in that too, that that is a value that we learned growing up. You know, we all know that time is this Western construct and the way that you have to run on time and, and, and things sometimes, but there's beauty in taking your time and there are reasons why we take our time to do things because we do it properly. Um, you know, everything um, is meaningful and has reason behind it. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, as an example, um, that's something that was really emphasised to me just from seeing the work that um, other catalysts were doing with community and stuff. It was really beautiful, like, to see that those communities from from what I saw, could come and be themselves, you know, represent themselves truly and authentically um, to the gallery. And that that was accepted respectfully still. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree with that. Um, it's probably not something that I didn't wasn't aware of before, but something that was um, further emphasised like, through this project was um, in nurturing the space, it's not, something that's transactional where it's like you know you give me something and then I give you something but it's um transformational mm. where it's like changes things in a way that um is meaningful and um produces it produces changes that can be um taken upon in the next time and then the next time after that um and like for it to be transformational, it requires like decolonizing and like thinking mm -hmm. things, like thinking about things in a way that might be radical to like the institution, mm -hmm. but to us is just so normal. Mm -hmm. Um, is like having a hearty meal and like um, you know, um, praying and singing with our harmonies really loud. But yeah, I think it's just um, it just further like shows how far we have to go in um, engaging people, like Pacific people, um, meaningfully and holistically, not just like, you know, getting a photo of you guys in front of an artwork. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I learned. Yeah, also what makes this APT kind of unique um, is how involved local community has been in um, a lot of the projects. And I've taken, um, you know, quite a few family and friends through the exhibition. And, you know, there's um, like some members of my family who when you go to the art gallery, they just sit on the, you know, they sit on the chair and they wait for everyone <laughs> to finish. They're like, I get it, just going to stay here. Um, uh, and I think uh, what's been uh, a really cool lesson for me is that this APT, um, there's people and there's stories that you can relate to with the artwork that um, I don't know, sometimes it can 
be a little bit hard to relate to contemporary art if you're not really an, an artistic or creative person, which is really cool, um, which is leading me to my next question of what is an artist project that um, you've been able to see at um, APT10 that you're looking forward to the community coming in and seeing and learning more about? Yeah. Um, I think one that I just got really excited about was uh, Air Canoe because um, I think I, I just, I mean, obviously it's really cool, but but um, there was just something, uh, something really special about seeing this exhibition of um, this culture that may often be forgotten sometimes. And I think in... Um, in some sense, I felt like I could relate to that. And so that was, that kind of really excited me and I felt um, proud of the ACE project, you know, for the work that it's doing to be able to to do that. Um, and, yeah, so I think that's something that um, that's probably one that I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm never going to forget all of them that I've seen, but, gosh, it's so hard. Like, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to choose a face. That was just um, a moment that I had that, yeah, I thought how amazing is that. Yeah. Joella, you stole mine and I'm not happy, <laughs> but I'm actually happy that we both have the same one because it just goes to show like how much of a big deal um, that part of the exhibition was. Mm-hmm. Um like growing up, to be honest, I was so ignorant. I thought like Polynesia was the only like region <laughs> of the Pacific Islands and Melanesia as well. Um, it wasn't honestly, it wasn't until I got to uni where I was engaged with GT Pacifica Association that I realized like Micronesia was a thing, which is how outrageous is that? <laughs> so rude. Every Micronesian is cancelling me right now, but I'm so glad that I'm aware of it now. Um, and I have so many Micronesian friends who are amazing. But honestly, that exhibition just platforms Micronesia in a way that is so amazing. Um, yeah, definitely my experience seeing it for the first time with Irie, who is um, Chukis and from FSM in Micronesia, her reaction um, moved me so much because um, just seeing like everyday normal things um, that are just part of your everyday culture up on the walls of an art gallery um, was so surreal. Um, and and the artworks themselves, like seeing the um, Uros Viva um, on the wall, like so vibrant and beautiful and radiant and all made by like Pacific women. I thought that was just so amazing to look at and um yeah just like it just celebrates like the beauty of the islands and it was really cool to see um Irie's mum like bringing that to life when she was dancing um near it um when she got to see it and the other one that I really loved was um the the woven wired flowers that you see when you first walk in on the left um I'm not sure what it's called but I just remember somebody speaking about the story of how um, the islands, I think it's the Marshall Islands, where it's like a heavily militarized island, yet these ladies were able to to um, turn this like very violent militarized um, island into 
um, something beautiful by using like the wiring from the barbed wire fences to create these beautiful intricate flowers um, into something that was, you know, art. So they turned like pain into beauty, um, which I think was like amazing and so profound. Um, and I also love the rookie boys part where um, you could just hear like the sounds of these men singing um, as part of a choir and and hearing about the story of them like, you know, having um, frequent gatherings of men in this church to, you know, uh, form a brotherhood and stay away from like sober, uh, sorry, <laughs> stay away from sober, <laughs> um, stay away from like, alcoholism. And um, it was just a cool celebration of like, um, yeah, brotherhood. And um, I thought that it was nice to hear like the voices of our Pacific men singing in harmony. Um, yeah. It, yeah, Air Canoe is definitely a highlight for me. And I will also shout out um, Edith's work um, as well. Um, her, so her um, work is in the Queensland Art Gallery. And so she's from Falkland. And the work is basically about, like, migration from, um, you know, New Zealand to Australia. And that's exactly what my family did. So I connected with that heat. Um, and then looking to Australia as, like, the land of milk and honey. So I'm hoping to write about that um, in a potential blog post in the future, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yes. Um, so there's so honestly, like all the artworks are worth seeing. Um, so that's why we're not going to tell you about all of them because you need to go <laughs> there physically and see them. <laughs> yes, please come to APT. It's going to be um, going up until April, so you've still got um, quite a few months to come and check everything out. Um, yeah, there's so much to see and so much to learn as well. Uh, my next question is, could you sh both share a little bit more about what is next for both of you as professionals? Um, anything exciting happening this year that you'd like to share um, and that you're looking forward to? Wow. Um, what is next? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, as you guys both know, I am a full-time uni student still on her last leg of <laughs> getting these degrees <laughs> so um cool. of course that is um first priority and um yeah exciting but you know just i'm um, trying to get it done um but i am excited to this isn't something that's like um really planned out yet but i am excited to see uh what i do this year with i am selsey which is our Instagram page, our Facebook page, our kind of taking up digital space um, for South Islander peoples. Um, yeah, we've just launched a website, which is really cool um, and might seem quite little, but is kind of huge to us, to me and my sisters and my family. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where that goes because we'll be um, introducing some things like uh, a regular blog posts and stuff to um, keep using that platform to share our experiences um, as well. So, yeah, that's probably, that's what's next for me. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. I'm so glad for you, sis. Um, I hope also in your future you're going to upload your um, poetry in video form so we can hear your 
eloquent, um, beautiful, mesmerizing <laughs> delivery of those ones because they were, yeah, still, still get shivers now. <laughs> oh, my AirPods fell out. <laughs> See, that's the effect of your poem right there. Okay. If I do get to that stage, I have to, you know, um, bring you on and let you be my my hype man because you're just. <laughs> Let me know, sis. Name and time, place. I'll be there. <laughs> um, okay, future twenty twenty two. First on my list is try and survive. <laughs> no, um, I but actually the most thing I'm the thing I'm excited about most, like that's coming up really soon. I next month, but actually it's the first of February, so it's this month. Is I'm going to be admitted as a lawyer, which oh. is like so crazy. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, so I won't be practicing, but um, I think it's just like a nice milestone to hit, especially after like seven years of studying. And yeah, um, yeah I've moved to Canberra now, so it's definitely a huge lifestyle change. But um, one thing I've been reflecting on a heap is like the the way that my village has like equipped me to be able to do this and like um the things that I've learned along the way and the people that have like had huge parts to play in my life who have um yeah impacted me enough to be like okay later <laughs> I'm going to a new city <laughs> I love you guys so much but I'm leaving <laughs> um but yeah so that's probably just been the biggest thing in my life right now so um I'm just gonna try and adjust to uh living here and um, working um, in my new grad job here. Um, I'm going to be coming back to Brisbane for a few things, but um, one thing that's going to come out in, I think, March or April um, is Artline. <laughs> um, so, yeah, seeing that, um, seeing my me and Moale's writing in um, print will be pretty surreal, um, especially because, like, who am I? Like, who is she? Why is she... <laughs> Why is she publishing an art like like sis? <laughs> like stay in your lane. But I I love it. I think I love that like our people can just like, you know, occupy all spaces because that's who we are. Like we're so versatile. We um are just nuanced and we can do so many things, wear so many hats and do it with grace and um I mean sometimes. <laughs> um but yeah, I think I'm really excited for that and um very thankful to be part of like such a cool team of people who are like doing amazing things um so yeah hopefully another blog post as well um but yeah being part of ace um has been a really uh amazing experience um learning so much and being part of like such a historical thing like the fact that this is the first time i'm so keen to see um what future ace teams look like and um you know, what the things that we can learn so that we can um, continue to progress it forward and put our people on the map. Anyway, thank you, Moala. You're the best. And Joella. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited for both of you for the year 2022 has in store for you. Um, yeah, definitely manifesting, taking up space. That's going to be um the manifestation of 2022 take up space um, mm -hmm. in the most polite and sometimes not polite way possible yeah <laughs> um yeah is there anything else that you'd like listeners to know about apt to know about ace is there any final words about meaningful engagement um something that you just need to get off your chest um yeah anything else you'd like to say before we um close up 
I, I don't think so. Not, not for me. I feel like I've said all that I need to say at this point. Um, no, just thank you to the both of you mm. for this conversation today. Um, yeah, and for the work that you both do personally, professionally in your communities. Yeah. That's it. Likewise. Yeah, I'm so thankful. Um, I think one thing I'll say is, like, don't think that, like, if you're somebody who's listening and you're like, nah, like, art's not for me, that's not my thing, like, Goma is sort of this, you know, place I'll never step foot in, like, that's not for my people, but um, I would just, like, encourage you to give it a chance because uh, Pacific, like, we have Pacific art artists who have produced art, but it's mainly being consumed by non-Pacific people. Mm. So, um, you know, just remember that, like, there are specific people creating art, so why not? Like, why wouldn't it be for you? So mm. I'll just encourage you to go visit um, the, the exhibition while you can. I'm pretty sure it's there till, like, April-ish. Um, and you never know the ways that you might be moved because, you know, art can um, do things that extend past, like, you know, politics, languages, uh, a lot of things. Like art can move you in ways that you may not expect to be moved. Um, it might move you to the exit because you don't like it, <laughs> but it's moving you in a way. <laughs> you ain't lying. Um, yeah, and you know what? And if you, you know, you still don't think it's a space for you, like make your own space um, and invite people to come along. I know there's so many like art um, spaces out there, like shout out to Conscious Mike, we put on um, other art exhibitions with that platform, um, Pacific, Indigenous, people of colour, um, creatives. So, yeah, I'll probably shout out um, them as well. And, yeah, just find the spaces where, um, you know, your people are there because living in a diaspora, like, we have to stick together and uh, find our own ways to express our culture um, here in Australia. Australia. And thank you, Moala and Ruha and all the ACE team yeah. um, for this experience. I think it's been, yeah, a lot of learning, um, but, yeah, keen to see what it looks like in the future. Osana and Joella, I cannot thank you enough for providing such deep insight into your work and experiences with ACE. I also want to commend your skill in articulating the experiences and feelings of so many Pacifica people through your art. Thank you for the work that you do. And listeners, I have linked their profiles in the episode description. Be sure to give them a follow and have a read and listen of their work. Until then, catch us for the final time on Stories from APT10.